guys. The answer is Christ. That's true. And God is, uh, God is so good, and He's always there, a present help in time of need, and, and He is the answer, and He's given us the answer in His Word, uh, everything that we need really to get through life, and everything that pertains to life and godliness in the Bible, and uh, we've got it really good uh, as uh, believers, and thankful, uh, thankful for all that He provides for us. We're going to be in Isaiah 66 tonight, and I'm going to preach a shorter message. Uh, hopefully I say that, then it's always about the same amount of time, and... Uh, and so I know that, but I'm going to try uh, just to stick to my uh, notes here and, uh, and get us out a little bit early, uh, mostly because I'm tired, I'm, you know, so uh, I'm going to treat myself to a little bit, well, I can, we have to pack when we get home, so a little extra time to pack and maybe that's an Isaiah 66 and, uh, this evening. And uh, while you're making your way there, one thing I forgot to mention during uh, the announcements and things as well, uh, we do, uh, we're going to be having some kids help us with some of the weed whacking and stuff during the summer once school is out. Uh, that uh, uh, 12, 13-year-old kids and stuff. And so, um, no, we need to have it done. Uh, they're going to be working on it. I'm going to be teaching them how to uh, mow and whatnot. Uh, but we do need to kind of give attention to that. And hopefully this week, if anybody has some time, uh, we've got to uh, get along the fence lines and different stuff uh, and get all that stuff weed whacked. Uh, it's kind of uh, one of those deals to where when, you, when it looks like it needs it, it's too late. Uh, we've got to get to it before uh, it looks like it needs it. And so if you're able to help with that, we do have weed whackers around here. Uh, if it's something that you want to do as a ministry, perhaps, uh, throughout the summer, uh, we have guys that mow and things and do all that. But we, when it comes to that, it just, um, you know, uh, actually it takes, if you, if you mow whatever uh, and weed whack, if you weed whack everything over here, just weed whack, and it only takes uh, maybe like an hour and a half uh, to do all the properties uh, with the weed whacking. Uh, and that's not even what we would do every single time. Uh, but if you can help us out with it, that would be great. Just let me know. <clears throat> Excuse me, if you would, uh, so uh, I'll have to think about it while I'm gone. Is it getting done? Uh, no, no, I have to keep looking at the cameras, and, uh, and so uh, help me out, and we won't have to do that. Isaiah chapter number 6, and we're going to begin reading tonight in verse number, uh, well, verse number 10. The Bible says, Rejoice ye with Jerusalem, and be glad with her, all ye that love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all ye that mourn for her that ye may suck and be satisfied with the breast for consolation, and that ye may milk out and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. And shall ye suck, ye shall be borne upon her sides, and be dandled upon her knees, as one whom his mother comforted, comforteth, so will I comfort you, and ye shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the message tonight. Lord, speak to us, please. Uh, we love you in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. Uh, God wants us to know Him. Uh, and many times in the Bible, uh, He uses different pictures uh, and examples to reveal Himself to us. And uh, tonight, um, uh, we, of course, today, it's Mother's Day, and we, uh, of course, wanted to honor mothers today, and hopefully you've been honored by your family as well. Uh, and this morning, we spent time in Matthew chapter number 23, uh, which, uh, and also it's in the book of Luke, about the mother, uh, mother hen. Uh, and uh, the chickens under her wings. And, uh, and that was an example that God has given us about himself. He said, I would, I would gather you, uh, but you uh, would not. Uh, and as a mother bird gathers her chicks under, uh, under her wings. And there's a story told of a, a man who was looking over some charred remains uh, on his farm. And it was a terrible fire uh, that had taken place. And he noticed a lump of something uh, in the barnyard uh, that was still moving. 
uh, and he kicked it from uh, and out from underneath uh, came a little chick. Uh, and so what had happened was the mother hen uh, had uh, faced the fire and, and gave uh, her life uh, to protect the chick. And, and that's really how the Lord, in a way, is describing himself in Matthew 23. Uh, it, that's how he is with us. He wants to, to bring us in and protect us. And like the song, the guy is saying a little, I mean, that's God. That's the character of God. And he wants to be that for us. Uh, and uh, when someone loves you that way, it seems odd uh, that we would, we would want to keep them at arm's length. Uh, you know, as human beings, we, we desire uh, to be loved. Uh, and the, the greatest, you know, the love of our life, uh, God himself uh, wants to love us in that way and, and protect us. And the Bible is filled uh, with uh, verses about that. Uh, and uh, so uh, he uses this analogy uh, of a mother uh, in Isaiah 66 uh, to, to explain for us, and really in contrast, partly uh, this morning's was, he was fed up with Jerusalem, uh, and he was going to be judging them. Uh, and, uh, of course, we know about the destruction of Jerusalem and all that God had done. Uh, here in Isaiah and through the prophets, uh, we have verbiage uh, to where God is more or less uh, sustaining them uh, and, and caring for them and likens that care uh, to the care of a mother. Um, we've all heard expressions uh, or um, women, uh, moms, who refer to themselves as mother bears. Uh, and, uh, and I grew up out in the country and, uh, and would hunt and things. And number one, tonight, quickly, uh, there's no protection uh, like that of a mother. Uh, the mother bear uh, aspect. Growing up in the country, you got to you know, hunt and fish and all those different things. And I remember one time hunting uh, for a deer and was in my deer stand. I had a portable stand that I'd have to put up uh, and, uh, and had a bait pile out because you could put a little bit of corn out uh, and the deer would come in and then you could just kind of, you know, pick them off. Uh, and, uh, and so I never liked cleaning the deer, so I would always shoot deer with my bow and I'd call on the phone to a family in the church that had uh, a bunch of kids and like, hey, there's meat down, come get it. And they'd come and they'd, <laughs> they would tag it and i get to kill them and, and uh, not have to mess with them afterwards. And, uh, and uh, so one time, uh, a, a mother bear and some cubs, I heard them coming from behind me. Uh, long story short, they had gone into the bait pile. When they're in there, there's no deer coming. And then they're pigs. Well, they're, you know, they're bears, but they eat like pigs. Uh, and they eat everything. So I'm throwing everything I can at them, batteries for my flashlight, uh, you know, everything I can to try. And they just kept eating, eating. So I put a, a dado tip, like a bird tip, uh, on my, one of my arrows, and I shot the mother bear right in the stomach. Uh, so it just thunk, and it just still. And all she did was sit there and stared at me uh, while her cubs ate, and she knew exactly where I was. Uh, and, uh, and so um, just protecting her cubs. And if you know, uh, if you were to all find, you find a cute little bear cub uh, alone in the woods, um, it ain't alone. Uh, and, uh, and so there's examples of like that in nature. Cows are pretty docile, but uh, you start messing with a calf, uh, you've, got, you've got some trouble. Uh, and, uh, and of course, you know, gathering eggs uh, takes some special skills. Uh, when, uh, when you're doing that, even with, with chickens. And so it's true throughout the, the whole animal kingdom. Again, we're not animals, uh, as evolutionary theory would uh, regard us as animals. Uh, but um, throughout that, uh, that is the analogy. But when we take the Bible, look at uh, scriptural examples of mothers 
uh, protecting children. One of the ones that comes to my mind is uh, Moses' mom. And uh, where you have uh, her defying the king's command to kill all the Hebrew sons born in Egypt. And so she hid them for three months and, uh, and then took them to the river and, and put them in there. And uh, then Pharaoh's daughter finds uh, the baby, and, and then uh, how, the, how uh, the whole scenario uh, panned out to where uh, basically they go fetch an, a nurse, and it's Moses' mom. Uh, and uh, so she gets to nurture him and care for him uh, in a society and a time uh, where, uh, where uh, it was uh, uh, virtually impossible. She protected her child. I think of uh, uh, the, the mother, the harlot mother in First Kings. Uh, where there was the dispute about whose, you know, uh, whose kid was, was which. And, and so they were going to uh, uh, you know, uh, divide kids up in and, and crazy stories and eat them and things. And, uh, but they're gonna t- the, the mom of the child is going to protect the child. That's what uh, mothers do. Uh, turn to Psalm 91, uh, if you will, real quick. Psalm 91. <coughs> in all throughout the Psalms, uh, we have uh, God uh, illustrating for us His character uh, as it's portrayed through the psalmist. Uh, but in Psalms 91, we have one uh, that deals with God's protection. Verse number 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee, Uh, From the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. That's how God is, and he gathers us uh, under his wings. There's no safer place, by the way, to dwell than under the shadow of the Almighty. Um, When we get outside of uh, God's protection, uh, we'll find ourselves in a mess. A long time ago, when I was, uh, I suppose I was 20, I went to a seminar. I wouldn't recommend uh, their materials and stuff. It was Life Principles. It was Gothard uh, Seminar. And uh, again, don't condone all the stuff that they would teach. But, uh, but one of the things that I learned straight away as a, as a uh, young uh, man uh, was uh, God hedges us about with protection. And, and he describes it in that material as like an umbrella. We're under the umbrella of God's protection. Uh, and when we decide to get out from underneath it uh, and get away, we, we lose that blessed privilege. God does care for us and, again, steps in when we really don't deserve for him to step in. Uh, but um, I want to draw close to him so that I can be under the shadow uh, of, uh, of the Almighty. He is my fortress. He is uh, who uh, my trust is. He covers us with his feathers and under his wings. So we think of him as in the Bible as a good shepherd. Uh, as a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Uh, but tonight, think of him from Isaiah 66 uh, in, in his tenderness, uh, like a mother uh, who loves uh, her child and who, uh, who nourishes uh, uh, her child. Uh, you know, recently, uh, you know, probably one of the most heartbreaking things for uh, moms is uh, when there's difficulty feeding, feeding children. Uh, and uh, my daughter has gone through that uh, recently with Asher, and 
Uh, and it's uh, sad and discouraging, and uh, the desire that, uh, that moms and children have uh, in all of that uh, is what it is, uh, but it's heart-wrenching. And I can think of, <clears throat> as that analogy uh, goes, uh, when, when, I don't, when, I, when I reject, uh, when, I, when I turn from uh, the way that God wants to, to, to help me and to protect me and to love me, uh, it has to just grieve the heart uh, of my Heavenly Father. Uh, and, uh, and I know uh, that the safest place to be uh, is right there. And Isaiah 66 uh, reminds us of that. So uh, there is a tenderness that he's describing. Uh, there's no protection uh, like that of a mother. Number two, and quickly, um, there's no touch uh, like that of, uh, of a mother's. Um, it's the mother often who moves to kiss the hurt you know, and, make it go, and make it go away. You remember that. Uh, lately, it was me and me and Lily. She, I had an owie on my finger, uh, and uh, she, uh, the day before I got there recently to their house, uh, she had scraped up her finger, and so we both had uh, owies and band aids. And she would kiss my owie, and I would kiss her owie, and and then I had some type of pop. She put a Paw Patrol band aid uh, on on my uh, my bandages, and so I had to tote that around to all the restaurants and the different things. And I'm glad she was with us because it would have been kind of weird uh, if uh, people noticed that without my granddaughter there. Uh, but the mother is usually the one who does that. And I remember uh, even as a kid, my mom uh, doing that. She's uh, the mom is the one who uh, is up through the night comforting uh, the fevered child, usually, uh, while dad is sleeping. Uh, I, I, my kids, uh, all my kids slept through the night from the time they were born. And, uh, they, of course, they didn't. Uh, and by the time I got to Jordan, I don't think I changed any of his diapers. Uh, and now they're trying. They're doing everything they can uh, to leave me with my grandkids uh, so that I would change a, a, another diaper. But I'm retired I'm retired from that, uh, and uh, so, um, uh, but it's the mothers uh, who uh, who go in to comfort their children. Usually, uh, in the middle of the of the night, uh, when they get hurt, uh, they look to mom, uh, and because uh, what's dad going to do? He's like rub a little dirt in it, uh, you know. Get up, you know. Uh, be, you know, uh, you know, and, and that's just how dads oftentimes would deal. And and by the way, there should be some of that. All right, uh, and but uh, but mom's the one who's going to come up, and and uh, when dad's done telling you to rub a little dirt in it, that's going to clean uh, clean out the wound and uh, and uh, and hug their neck, uh, and so it's uh, in the family. There's no touch like that of a, of the mother, but God, as He describes Himself in Isaiah 66, um, uh, the touch of God uh, is uh, a touch that heals the sick and the lame. Uh, it is uh, the touch that brought uh, sight uh, to the blind, hearing to the deaf. The, he's the giver of life, as was sung a moment ago. Uh, and it's, it's no wonder uh, that um, mothers would bring uh, their children or parents would bring their children to Jesus uh, so that he could heal them. Jacob wrestled with God, and the word says that God touched his thigh and uh, changed Jacob's walk from then on. Uh, when God touches your life, uh, it, will, it will affect you. Uh, and there is no touch uh, like that. And so he describes himself in Isaiah 66 uh, as a mother uh, who does this back to that in Isaiah 66. Bear with me. Fingers don't have a bandage on it, but still hard to feel. Uh, and, uh, and says, as one, verse number 13, as one whom his mother comforteth, 
so will I comfort you and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. So there's no protection like that of a mother. And God describes himself uh, as a mother. Uh, there's no touch like that of a mother. Uh, and he comforts us uh, as it says here in this passage. And then there's, <clears throat> there's really no uh, forgiveness like that of a mother's forgiveness. Um, it's, it's, it's almost supernatural. Um, I know that there have been, uh, and you have examples in your own life probably of, uh, of uh, children who uh, go wayward in their uh, young adulthood or whatever, and they're off into uh, addiction, and, uh, and, uh, and it's, heart, it's heartbreaking to even think about that. Um, you know, I was uh, uh, the other day somewhere, uh, and, um, uh, and there was a guy uh, that was just, um, he's on the, uh, the street, uh, and uh, just going crazy. Nobody's around, uh, and people are kind of gawking at him, you know, in, in what he was doing, uh, and uh, just sitting there at the light and looking at that. But you know what I thought? You know, that's somebody's son. You know, that's, that's somebody, you know, somebody loves him and cares for him regardless of what he is doing and, uh, and, and probably wishes, and, and if, they're, if they're a Christian, probably praying uh, that they would, uh, they would come home. Uh, and, uh, and most of the time, uh, if, uh, if somebody uh, went home from that type of a thing and, uh, and asked for forgiveness and tried to turn over a new leaf, if you will, um, most mothers uh, would accept that. I know people burn bridges and in uh, all of that, uh, but um, a mother's uh, mother's love is a very forgiving uh, love, uh, and uh, and so um, they're ready uh, to forgive, even even if somebody does things you know a thousand times, um, they are ready to do that, and that's the way God's forgiveness is for us. Of course, it is a supernatural forgiveness. Uh, and in uh, God, uh, you know, when people stand before God, uh, see Him face to face, it's not going to be as uh, sinners, but as children. Uh, and every sin uh, stain uh, that we've had is washed away, and every transgression is forgiven. The Bible says our sins are blotted out. Uh, we know, uh, as uh, we sing that song, no one can forgive um, uh, like God can forgive. Uh, but when He tries to describe uh, Himself to us, he describes himself as a mother, and he has a wonderful forgiveness, and I'm thankful for that. Now, I know that, like, growing up, I love my mom. It's Mother's Day. Called her and pray for her. She's having to move and in things, and so she's pretty stressed out about all of that. And, and, and as you know, we were growing up, our lives were challenged in, in many respects, and my relationship with my mom was, was always uh, just rocky. Uh, my dad as well, <clears throat> but since this is Mother's Day, I'll describe it more uh, with my mom. Uh, I, I, when I was uh, you know, younger, um, there was just a, a lot of crazy stuff that was taking place in uh, their lives, which obviously affected uh, myself and my sister, and uh, we had to see all of that and, and, and be part of it. And, uh, and there, were, there were a lot of, uh, a lot of things that were sad and done, um, they weren't saved. Um, I wasn't saved. My sister wasn't saved. Uh, and it's the only life that we knew. Uh, and, uh, and so, there, you know, I don't look back at everything as, you know, being terrible. Um, and I know that God 
allowed for that to take place in my life, to mold and shape me uh, and, uh, in, in my life now. Um, and so I realized as, um, well, when I got saved, I, I wanted my mom to get saved, and I'd pray for my mom to get saved, and I would do everything I could. I'd leave, you know, I'd witness to her. I would, I'd leave my Bible open, you know, when things highlighted, uh, you know, at the table and stuff. Uh, some of them were evangelistic, uh, and, you know, and unfortunately, some of them uh, were kind of digs, you know, about things that were going on and that, I, that were against God and, and, uh, and wasn't probably the best, uh, my best work. Uh, but, um, but I desired for her to be saved and prayed for her, and she got saved. Uh, but I realized this, and this is for you teenagers in particular, uh, that I wanted to be uh, uh, right with the Lord. And, um, and I realized that I can't be right with God and not be right with my parents. I don't care how many Bible verses you memorize, how many times you're in church, uh, it, um, if you're not right with your parents, you're, you are not right with God. And uh, now I know the Bible says, as much as life in us is to live peace with all men, and that would affect relationships, familial relationships as well. Sometimes you can't get along you know, with people for trying, um, but you've got to love them and honor them. And as much as you can, forgive, uh, pray for, uh, and, uh, and, and, and do that, because God basically commands that we do so. And so, so I've, I've tried all my uh, younger life and into my, I pray for mom, she got saved and, uh, and, uh, and I love her. Uh, so, um, and I was uh, a mess when I was a kid. And, uh, and to see Um, when I first got saved, <clears throat> uh, my parents didn't want anything to do with it, any of it. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I went to a Christian school and my dad's like, hey, fine, go ahead. My, they didn't pay for anything. And, uh, and they said, you do you. And, and uh, we just don't want to hear about it. And uh, when I get saved and I'm going to church and trying to live for God and things progress because when you get saved, you change, and uh, and and everyone who is sincerely born again changes. Uh, you know, the pay, we can argue about the pace with which change takes place, but it's unmistakably true from the Word of God that He transforms us. It's a metamorphosis. We're a new creature. Old things are passed away, and. Uh, so during that process, um, it was hard for them to see that. Like I would, you know, be in college and not have any money. And, uh, you know, they go, well, you know, tell me what's going on. And, and I'd say, well, I, you know, I tithe. And they're like, well, tell me what that is. You ever tell a lost person about how you would tithe? Uh, and they don't get it. Save people don't get it. And... Uh, so lost people, especially, and like, well, why don't you just pay your bills with that? Yeah, I don't understand. And uh, and so they would try and uh, and uh, to to understand those things. Well, to wrap this up, 
as I said I would, um, you know, my mom, my dad's gone, but she might not understand all that I am, I guess, in Christ, but she's proud, and, uh, and I'm thankful, and through all of the stuff, you know, I don't know how many times, probably countless times, in anger, that I've said, I hate you. Um, I used to leverage everything that I could possibly, whether it was to get money or to do what I wanted to do. And uh, moms just keep loving you. And God says, He's like that. It's like a mom, mama bear, <laughs> like a hen, and uh, and we we won't, we would not. And who doesn't want that kind of care? I mean, who doesn't want that? And uh, I know lots of Christians who would prefer to to go their own direction. And to, and to pull away from God. Uh, and, uh, and God loves and he forgives and he does again and he gives mercy again and again and again. And uh, um, he describes himself that way. So to wrap up things for Mother's Day, um, I just wanted you to get a picture from the Word of God in, in one way. I mean, God, God's a terrible God in the sense of his... You know, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Uh, he is holy. Uh, he, is, he is righteous. Uh, he will judge sin. Every head will bow. Uh, every, er, you know, uh, every tongue confess. Um, and and he, is, he is that God, the thrice holy God of the Bible. Um, but he's also an Isaiah 66 God. And... Um, and, and if, you, if you live for him, um, the vast majority of your fellowship with God is Isaiah 66. Comforting, um, communion, and love, and, and, and it's reciprocal. Um, but you, you go, no, I don't want any of that, or I don't want that right now, and you get out away from it. To me, it's so dumb. I mean, I, I'm like, how can you be so dumb? That's what I, t- I you know. That's what I want to tell some people. That's what I do tell some. And uh, and that is just dumb. And in 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 why God's not obligated to bail you out of all the problems you've lived yourself into. And and now when He does, praise God. And, and as, a, as an individual, we ought to say, God, thank you for your grace that I don't deserve anything. Thank you for bailing me out. And, uh, and, if, I was, and if I was God and could speak, I'd be like, okay, but not, don't do that anymore. 
I'm, I'm done bailing you out. You stay close and we won't be having this kind of a problem. That's what I would do. Uh, but God just, he says, if you draw nine to me, I'll draw nine to you. Uh, and we're like, we know, yeah, I know, but. And then we get ourselves in trouble and we just, we come. But because he is a mother and he's a father, uh, and the way that he describes himself, when we get prodigal, he's just always waiting for us to come home. Uh, and uh, which uh, the illustration, I, one of the illustrations I read in preparation for tonight, there is a story uh, about a mom in London uh, whose daughter had run off into sin. So she went uh, to her pastor uh, with uh, a burdened heart and, uh, and, and just you know, wanting to know what to do. Uh, and uh, so the pastor asked her to go home and to find as many photographs uh, of herself, the mom, uh, that she could find, and then to bring, you know, bring the photographs uh, to him. So she went back, and, uh, and on the bottom of each uh, one of her pictures, he simply wrote the message, Come Home. Uh, and then uh, he placed them all over the city in places of sin, uh, where he thought that the girl might go. And one night, uh, she came into a bar, <coughs> and uh, only to find a picture of her mom with the message, come home. When she saw the message, uh, she knew her mother meant it, forgave her. She went back home, um, found an open door and a, <coughs> a mom with stretched out arms and... Uh, but the mom said, you know, the door has never been locked. And uh, I've been looking for you and stuff like that. And so <clears throat> it's no wonder that God um, pictures himself for us as a mom. And, uh, and you may have um, had earthly trouble, I guess, with your relationships with your parents, your mom in particular today, uh, <coughs> and they uh, and you in your sinful flesh uh, may combat what is right and doing what's right when, when pride uh, is uh, present, which it always is, and it's only by pride that comes contention. And um, but if you have a relationship problem with God, it's all you. All you. Everything that God does is just and right and holy and for your, with your best interest in mind, molding and shaping you, a workmanship created in Christ Jesus. You and God aren't right 100% your fault. If you and your mother, your father aren't right, there might be a little bit of blame to go around. Um, but God tells the parents not to provoke their children to wrath. God tells the children uh, to, to honor their parents. And uh, when you can't figure out relationally how to fix stuff, you best obey the Bible. Amen. And just forgive and go forward um, and, and have relationship. Uh, like our Heavenly Father uh, and uh, um, who describes himself um, as a mother.
so that we can, we can see exactly how much God loves us. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless us tonight. Just thank you uh, for that picture in your word. And uh, I pray that each and every one here understands um, how great uh, that picture is and what it means. And that they would draw close to you and know uh, that you care for them. Even when, uh, you know, you saved us when we weren't, uh, when we were enemy. And you commend your love towards us, uh, even though we're sinners. And you love us, and we love you because you first loved us. But how often, Lord, um, you love us and we don't return it like we ought to. Uh, help us tonight to see that picture and to get things right if we need to, Lord, in Jesus' name. Their heads bowed and their eyes closed. Let's all stand to our feet. and. Uh,